Hey, girl. Hey. Are you ready for episode two? Yes! Everybody, welcome back to Drunken Manifestos. This ooh, is Tanga Ray, and and I'm a town. Yeah. So our last episode was our first ever episode. So there was obviously some huge learning curves to go through with recording and editing and trying to figure out how to host it and play it on all the streaming platforms. But we figured it out. So I'm super proud of us because that was really difficult. And it took a little bit longer than we originally said, but we did it. And now it should be like way more consistent and a lot more smooth, I feel. So we said it will get better. So here's us keeping our promise. Just, I have a good feeling about episode two. I feel like this is, this is going to be our moment. It's going to be our time to shine. I also have a really good feeling about episode two, considering I was the one to make the process so much harder. Don't put me in charge of the business end of a podcast because I can and I will fuck it up. So on that note, um, we really just wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners. Um, All very few of you were really excited that you're here with us. Um, We actually have listeners now. Now that we're in like episode two, we can say that and not be lying um, or make believe we have listeners. Um, and they're, you know, what's even yeah, crazier? It's exciting. The, the listeners are more than just like my family members that I'm forcing to listen to on the drive with me when we're <laughs> driving up somewhere. I, I did may or may not have done that. I've definitely forced my fiance to listen to our first episode. Well, admittedly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing it. Let's keep yeah. trying. That's the plan. Um, Yeah. So we said in episode one that the format of that episode was going to be different than like the format that we're trying to do for every episode. So this episode is going to follow the formatting that we're trying to keep for every future episode. Mm -hmm. Layhow is going to be different um, from here on out, which is what we intended always. The first episode, we were just doing our intros. So now it's still going to be, you know, our little intro section, which is, you know, in case you didn't realize what we're doing right now. (laughs) And we're going to give you in that section, like our little updates about, you know, the podcast. We can throw in some personal updates. Yeah. I think you can get to know us, be our friend. And then, yeah. And then we'll introduce the episode theme. Cause like we said, they're all going to be themed. A bitch loves a theme. A bitch loves a theme. The next thing is to tell you guys what's new with the podcast. And this is really exciting because this has been like my little pet baby project that I've been working on and I'm so excited. So we have an Instagram. (laughs) It's really exciting. I love Instagram. I'm obsessed with it. I love posting. Both of us have access. So you can see both of us posting on it. The handle is just drunken manifestos no underscores no periods no um podcast we were able to get the handle just plain drunken manifestos i was super stoked that it was not taken already so yeah follow us on instagram because that's like our main way of interacting is instagram so yeah that's where we're gonna post when we're having a new episode come out oh and we also came up with a really fun idea that is only posted on instagram if you want to do it um, drinking games for each individual episode. I'll upload the rules onto Instagram. Um, I, me and my fiance, I not only forced him to listen to the episode with me, but I forced him to play the drinking game with me. And guess who got super hungover? I did. <laughs> and he did not. It's really frustrating. But yeah, so on Instagram, you'll find our drinking games, our announcements, um, any Insta stories. It's our way to communicate with you guys. But just if you want more options... Right now, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and our like home site is Anchor. Um, all of the names should just be Drunken Manifestos if you just want to search it or whichever. But since you're already listening to this, you probably found a way you like. But yeah, so we can move on to personal life updates. So Tangeray, what's your, what's new with you since our last uh, public recording? Well, 
my work has been going um undergoing a uh, like a like a visiting committee thing um basically an accreditation thing um but really it just amounted in Ooh. me doing a lot of extra work <laughs> on a 1 to 10 scale i've been like a solid 12 on the stress level um this podcast has actually been like my favorite thing to like maybe pull a little escapism into yes flip away too because it really honestly like for it my bucket yeah I'm here for it too as it's been a very stressful couple of weeks um but we finished it's done we did super super well we got like amazing responses and uh, my school did great yes So anyway, this last weekend, I um, was really happy to be done. So I went up to a little trade fair thing in Northern California, um, and I went gem mining like I was in the third grade, and I got a lot of crystals, (laughs) and it's really exciting. They're on my desk now. Um, They're really just bringing me strength, so I'm really enjoying it. Um, All right, so A-Town, what's going on in your life? Are you collecting crystals? Is that a no? (laughs) Um, No, I, I am not. I want to be out in the world, but I'm just living as a hermit basically the last month of my life. Um, but so where I left off with you guys last time was I had just taken my first board exam. Well, since then, I found out I passed it. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, that was like, that was honestly one of the hardest things of my life. But yes, um, I studied and then I took my second board exam that I have to take and I'm still waiting on those results. So that's it. That's all that my life has been, has been studying and taking my exams. That's why I've been a hermit. So that's that. That's our updates. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as we said, our episode title was here for the booze. Um, So if that wasn't enough of a hint, it's Halloween, bitches. It's uh, Halloween. It's like times that, what's the, um, Halloween-wasted? Any other puns you can think of for Halloween, um, it's all of them. We celebrate every Halloween, like, um, whether or not it's together, because there's been years that, like, we haven't been (laughs) in the same country, Um, but we celebrate it together. We always celebrate it, no matter what, every year. So, we're big Hallow folks, Um, all Hallow's Eve, Mm -hmm. all all the Halloween, but we decided to post it a week before Halloween, so that you have more than enough time to get drunk and get Hallow-wasted. Because we know that the week of Halloween is meant for parties, and uh, we're not going to stop you, boo-boo. This is, uh, I think our drinking games are more of like a chill night at home drinking game. Yeah. Um, you can't like listen to us and play beer pong. You'll miss what we're saying, and we're more- Or with your friends. Yeah, but you can't like play a game, like play beer pong with it, you know what I yes. mean? Yes, like, so prioritize like, us first. Yeah, so we're telling you to listen to us, and then later do your stupid beer pong. By the way, we have a better game, but it's okay. I think our drinking games, though, also are perfect for the beginning of the night because our episodes are barely an hour, and by the end of it, we were wasted. I should also mention our drinking games come in levels. So, like, if you're not a super experienced drinker like Tangeray and myself, we gave you a beginner, an intermediate, and an advanced level on the drinking game. So, if you're interested in that, like I said, Instagram. But it is the perfect start to your night because yeah. it gets you fucked up in one hour. It's so efficient. It's a power you can do hour. it and then still go play beer pong. Yes, it is a definite power hour. Power hour just for move. you. Yes. Yes. So anyway, uh, in Huzel, if you will, um, there are going to be many awards Ugh. that I say here to annoy A-Town. That's one of them. In Huzel, A-Town, what are you drinking on tonight? The fucking worst. I'm drinking a vodka seven to... Pretend that I don't hear your any hoozle. What are you drinking? Well, any hoozle, um, I'm drinking copper can. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking copper can. Sorry, you said copper can? Yes, it's called the copper can. Um, it's made by copper can. It's also in a copper can. No, really, it's like this little drink that I found. Um, I'm, I, I didn't discover it. I just found it at Costco. Um, it's vodka. It's like a copper cup. It's a Moscow mule, but it's three shots in one can. So, since you won the coin toss, Tangray, you get to tell your story first, your Halloween drunk story. Here All right, so let's hear go. it. <laughs> All right. So, my Halloween story. My story is called, yes, it has a title. My story is called, <laughs> what? I didn't title my story. I'm going to title it while you're telling your story. Go. I'm ready. My story is called, <laughs> <laughs> This Girl is on Fire. Circa Alicia Keys. Hmm. So the year that we are in is uh, the year of our Lord, 2012. 
<laughs> so junior year of college. Um, <laughs> at this point in time, we lived in this kind of off-campus housing. Um, it was it was like about a mile away from campus. And mm-hmm. it was meant for the upperclassmen, um, like to be living there uh, legally, you had to be like 21 <laughs> or married. Uh, so if you were single- What? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah. If you were married, you were allowed to live there. That is, is single bullshit. discriminatory. Uh, I yeah. don't like that. Okay. I never knew that. Yeah. So at the time, I had this friend who was quite, shall we say, toxic. And we're going to call uh, her, yes, we're going to call her Sasha. Um, we're not friends anymore, obviously, as I called her. So toxic. Yeah. But, um, but she, we were friends at that point. And actually this was one of those times that she really wasn't toxic that weekend, to be frank. Like she definitely had her weekends that she was, this wasn't one of them. This Halloween, we, I remember us like hearing about parties and we like had invitations to parties, but like we didn't say yes or oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. We were very like, uh, I don't know. All, all of our, like our entire goal that, that Halloween was just like, I want to get fucked up and I want to mm-hmm. dress up. And like, yeah. I don't care how and when that happens. Like, yeah. I get fucked up and I want to dress up and like, that's it. I felt like um, our tolerance was starting to like fade a little bit. And it what? Was, you don't remember this? I remember this. No. It was, it was fading in the sense of like, it took less alcohol, like slightly less. Like, and by the way, this tolerance that we had at this point was like phenomenally higher than our tolerance is now. Um, but our, our tolerance was like starting to fade from like crazy freshman, sophomore year of college, like just, barely, uh, like just barely. But I remember us thinking that it was starting to fade. So I had this like memory of it um, or that piece of it. So in order to tackle this slightly feeling like it was fading thing, we <laughs> cracked open um, four logos. I was going to say, I'm sure we handled that like mature, responsible <laughs> adults. So mature. Um, so we got four logos. If, <laughs> for those of you that maybe are babies um, and don't know about four <laughs> logos, they, um, they were the perfect combination of perfect, too drunk to stand up and also so hyped that you can't sit down. Chef's uh, kiss. Perfect. Oh, they were so great. It was like an entire bottle or like can of Red Bull. And also just a just a one whole metric shit ton of malt liquor. It was just like one of those big ass cans, but like, man, one of the one I remember my freshman year when I first started heavy drinking, one and a half four loca would put me in the dirt. Like, it was like get you fucked up by one can. Oh yeah, you could get very one and done. One. Yeah, like one and done. You get you could get drunk on a good night. You could drink two, and um, they were like five dollars. They were four dollars. You don't remember four dollar four loco. So, oh, uh, cute. Yes. Um, but at that time, I think it was, I was around like maybe a one and a quarter that would like bring me to the edge. <laughs> that oh was, yeah. Like, Everyone had like level. their system of tolerance based on how much of a four loco you had to drink to get fucked. And I remember, I remember one time I was at almost two and it was like, you're an alcoholic. Oh, they still have four locos to this day. However, they took out the energy aspect because people kept dying. Um, <laughs> not fun anymore. We had one a couple years ago. Remember that? We had a couple years ago. We had Yes. And, like, they did get us nice and toasty. But, like, we also didn't have that, like, I could, I don't know, rule the world kind of feeling, which, like, what's the point? So, anyway, we drank yeah. four locos. That's, that was, like, what we got in, our, in our, um, our attempt to meet goal number one, which was get fucked up. Yes. Um, the goal number two was get dressed up. So, at this point, I believe this may have been, if not the first year, like the third year that um, A-Town introduced her devil costume. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know if that was your first one or like you skipped a year or something. But... Oh, I'll tell you. Well, the year before is my story and I will tell you why oh. the devil costume did not make an appearance that year. That year it was on hiatus. Right. But you had it since like high school, right? I have had that. It was like my first ever, I actually had money to buy a legit slutty Halloween costume from um, Party City. <laughs> like, cause I never had money. And so and like, that was my adult costume and it was expensive and I was broke in college. So you bet your ass. I wore that Halloween costume every Halloween. Yeah. It definitely made like quite a revival like every year. Um, so this year she was the devil, which was like, like <laughs> I said, like her per use. Um, and Sasha and I decided, well, okay. So like Sasha and I, we were friends in high school. We, we'd been friends for years. We were friends in high school, um, people used to call us twins a lot. 
Because we, we looked really similar. Like, we both had, like, long dark hair and, like, similar Why skin. am I getting jealous? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I'm like, stop talking about your friendship. It's, it's been years. Um, and we were very, like. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, my God. We were very similar because, like, we used to fight just as hard as we would, like, be friends. Like, we would, like, fight just as hard. Like, we were very similar. Um, and, like, our teachers in our high school used to, like, get us confused with each other. Like, they'd call me Sasha and they'd call her Tangeray. Um, so we, we were called twins a lot. So we decided to be twitches that year and we dressed up as twin witches, a la T and Tamara Mori. Um, but like the not Disney version. Um, so basically our entire costume was like a heavy makeup, teased hair. And then we went to like, I want to say it's hot topic, but I'm pretty sure that's where we went. And got these like bustier corsets that were just like, hey, hey, here's my titties. <laughs> and then wore like a tutu and like yeah. tights and boots and like, ooh, yeah. we're, we're, we're switches. And then our master was A-Town. And like there's like an <laughs> amazing picture of us. Like we're in like my bedroom and bowing to her. I don't even know yep. how we that picture because nobody else was there. <laughs> no, Comrade. Oh, Comrade was there at that point? Well, when he got there, we made him take all of our pictures. Oh, that makes more sense. So, um, yes, Comrade had been there to take pictures of us. Um, I forgot that he got there as soon as he did because he was yeah. definitely late that night because he was dealing with Cray Cray McKay, which is his freaking oh. nut job of an ex. And, like, I don't say that lightly. Like, mental health matters. But, like, she was a nut job. Like, full-blown. Mean, but- psycho, crazy bitch. Mean. Fucking loves making other people miserable that they're in a relationship with and um comrade who's like genuinely like a sweet kind person yeah i think him being with cray cray mckay is actually what cemented our friendship because we got real mad at cray cray mckay and we were like you need to boom it down but anyway so anyway he showed up a little bit late um because he had to deal with her i think she was jealous that he was hanging out with three girls i think so yeah. She was a real jealous girl. She didn't like us being his friends. And like, we were like the, like we were best friends. So like, obviously we hung out and like, um, black Mamba had at this point moved to a different school. Um, so he wasn't there all the time. So it was pretty much like the three of us would hang out and she didn't. Yeah. I do. I do have in my, my notes, I do have that. Um, we got onto the hood of his car to take pictures. Oh, um, I, a town. I think you may have been like talking to him. I'm not sure. No. Like, I mean, yes, like I was not on the hood. Yes, it was just me and Sasha. We like got on the hood of the car and took a bunch of pictures and they are quite hilarious. If I <laughs> say so myself, um, they're quite funny. Um, so as we're like sitting there, I think at this point we were trying to like figure out what we were doing with ourselves. So as we're sitting there, I remember we were on the curb in our little cul-de-sac and uh, some cops rolled up and... <laughs> They were just, like, asking us, like, hey, how you doing? And we were very nice, you know, very respectful. Uh, we knew that we were uh, 20 at the time and should not be drunk in public or drunk at all. So we had to be very nice. They never asked us to see an ID, even though we were literally sitting on the curb with four locos in hand. Open four locos. Okay, so let me set the scene a little further for you all. Our actual campus was very isolated. It was pretty far from a lot of people. It was actually butt up against a nature reserve. <laughs> butt up. Uh, <laughs> so there was like always like wildlife floating or like running around. Like we had deer yeah. a lot. Um, there was turkeys, many raccoons. There was a mountain lion a couple times. So we're living in this like slightly, slightly near wildernessy, creepy. Yeah, creepy kind of like a place we lived in this in this house that was kind of like next to a pathway and if you followed this path it was like through like shady trees really heavily wooded area and you had to walk through it to get to the next court also where we lived it was super 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 foggy so on this night the cops had left it was just us three trying to like figure out what we wanted to do with ourselves very it's the scene is set to being it could be sinister right (laughs) and It wasn't, don't worry. And out of this path and like bushes, I feel like she just, this woman, this girl just appears. (laughs) Drunk as a skunk, like so fucking wasted. And like, we weren't sober, but she was fucking wasted. And Mm -hmm. she came out just like tripping over herself. 
And she's like, are you my friends? (laughs) And you're like, hello? Like, who are you? So she sees A-Town and sees her in this devil costume. And this is, sidebar, this is the time of Alicia Keys' song, This Girl is on Fire. (laughs) That one, right? She sees A-Town and instantly is like, you, this (laughs) she's on fire. And we were like, what? And then she like would not stop. It was like, she's just, this girl is on fire. Like in this, she's like, it weird like that. Yeah, like she was like this girl, and then fire. Like all <laughs> and she do her the hand motion, like yeah, with like, it, like little like fire bursts in the air as she's talking. <laughs> it was just like, who, what, when, how, where? So we ask her. We're like, who are you, honey bunny? Like, what's going on here, babe? And she's <sighs> like, I don't know where my friends are. And we're like, well. We should find them for you. So she's like, they're this way. And she starts like kind of taking <laughs> us back towards, um, like towards the pathway that she has emerged from. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we have nothing to do. Let's take care of drunk bitch here. Yeah. Because so all those college neighborhoods connected in the back yes, way. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot to mention. They were like a very like a um, maze mappy. Like I know they were very connected. Yeah. They were, they were just very connected. So yeah. we start like walking her back through this path trying to hold her up she pees on herself and she like ha- like she had like on like little shorts or something she pees all over herself while she's walking it was like a whole thing and we were like yeah me <laughs> i had that little tutu so i just sort of was like okay i had those i had like you know like like volleyball shorts like spandex shorts on so i like took them off and i remember giving them to her and being like hold your pee in cuz she was wearing a thong yeah, she was, like, full ass out, like, just wandering the universe with whole ass all the way yeah. out. And I was like, well, so, because she peed on her pants, and then she yeah. took them off. Yeah, they were gone. And threw them somewhere into this dark, dusty, bushy back roads. Yeah, we're not going to find them. They're gone forever, no. my friend. So we get her back to the house, like, where her, we finally, like, figure out, like, where her friend, I think they came and met us, like, they were looking for her. Yeah. And they, like, they, like, met us when we weren't all the way through the little pathway. Yes. Like, they were like, this is ours. And we were like, congrats. <laughs> you <laughs> found her. <laughs> She's yours. And then she, like, takes, they take us back to, like, their house. They're having a party. I remember us, like, standing at the, like, the porch. And we were all just at this point, like, this is, like, ridiculous. We need to go. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And- she full starts singing the song. Like, she's singing bars of Alicia Keys, This Girl's on Fire, to show everybody that A-Town was indeed on fire. Yes. And to prove she knew us. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was the other piece of it. She was like, no, they're my friends. And then she starts singing about <laughs> us. And we were like, yeah. What? No, we were her friends. Yes. <laughs> that she was telling her actual friends about. And we were like, <laughs> the looks on her faces, I'm sure, were very, like, I don't. Sure. <laughs> You well, know? I mean, her friends gave the impression that she did this often. Yeah, that was like a, it wasn't like a new thing for her. <laughs> like, they knew to send out the search party. Yeah, so, anyway, um, I don't really remember the ending here. I don't remember, like, how we, like, I think we just at this point, we're like, okay, bye, like, good, glad you're home. We're, we're gonna go not be here anymore. <laughs> um, and that's kind of, like, how I remember the end of the night being just like, hey, we're done. <laughs> yep. So um, that, that's my Girl is on Fire story, which just brings me joy every single time I think about it. Yes. Um, A-Town, do you remember anything different? Did I forget any pieces? Okay. So the main thing I remember that's different, or just an add-on to what you said, mm-hmm. was when the cop came by, Tangeray, Sasha, and Comrade freak the fuck out and hide their four locos. And I was at, I, this was the drunkest I was the whole night with that's like where I peaked when this girl on fire came, nothing sobers you up than having to deal with someone more drunk than you. So I got sobered up after that point. So when the cop came, I was the drunkest I was the whole night. I'm standing and the cop comes through the little cul-de-sac and I'm holding my four loco in my hand, like hand on hip, four loco hanging out. Oh my God. And you guys are like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's already out. I can't stash. Now it looks worse. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you know, fake it till you make it. Exactly. Let me pretend I'm 21. Anytime. 
I wish I had the confidence. I had a 20-year-old A-town with a four loco in hand and a 2-2 on, ready to take on the world, because I had no fear. So this cop rolls around this cul-de-sac where you guys were sitting on the curb, and I'm standing, and it's like, hey. And I turn around, and the cop was young. So I walk up to his window, and I'm like, hey. And I'm kind of... Yeah, I'm like, okay, this can go one of two ways. Like, we're about to get fucking arrested right now. Mm-hmm. Or I can turn on the sweet, innocent, look, like, I'm just having fun with my friends. Like, I don't know any better. You can't have open alcohol outside on the street. What? Okay. So I start talking to him about just, he was, like, asking what our plans were. Like, he was conversational. Yeah. And so I was the only one. You guys were all terrified sitting on the curb, and I'm standing up next to his car talking to him. And then he was just like, all right, you guys have, like, a good night. Stay safe. And I'm like, yeah, we will. Like, you have, have a good night on your shift. And just, like, being super nice to him. And he was like, all right, have a good one. And, like, drove off. Oh and I remember turning around to you guys. And I was like, like, ha-ha. Like, <laughs> look what I just did for all of us. Oh, my God. And you guys were like, you're so fucking lucky. <laughs> like, that it went the good way and not the bad way. Yeah. The only other thing I remember that's different is that comrade when he got there we didn't even know he had gotten there and the only way we found out was we had gone outside to just hang out in the street and he was sitting in the car talking to cray cray i forgot that yes right and he was on the phone you could tell it was a tense combo and we like go up to the car joking like like dancing and being stupid and he's like serious face like no and we're like fuck I forgot. And so we knew what was happening. Yeah. And then I remember I was like raging outside the car. She had kept him hostage in the car. I'm sure to prevent him having any type of good night with us. That's why when he first got out, we were talking for so long. Mm. And you guys were like drunk on the hood of his car, like taking pictures. That makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Hate her. She was like one of the few people that I was like, I will put hands on you. Mm -hmm. And I don't care like take me to jail (laughs) i will go to jail for this test me one more time (laughs) that was fun um thank you for reliving that girls on fire with me that was fun okay so a town i hear that you have a story for me yes you heard correctly (laughs) pray tell your word on the street is accurate Okay, okay, so my story for the episode, my Halloween drunk story, is the, oh, the amazing story of the first time sweet, sweet Tangeray decided to throw her own little shindig, and it was, you guessed it, a Halloween party. I didn't realize you were telling this one. (laughs) That's the point, hell. So, let me set the stage here. A little Shakespeare. <laughs> so the setting is our college town still. It's now sophomore year, our first semester, obviously it's Halloween. So we had both made apartment arrangements to live with other people because our friend anniversary was two months away from when we had to move out of the dorm. So it wasn't happening to live together. Not close enough, yeah. Yeah. So Tangare was living in a one bedroom apartment. She was with another friend that went to school this lived in the dorms like same year everything and that girl lived in the room and Tangeray's room was a partitioned off living room hashtag college motherfucking living okay I strung up a curtain it was very fancy yeah and the partition was a curtain (laughs) and I lived in my own apartment with like three other girls um but we always wanted to host things together so Tangeray decided that we were like gonna host and we were going to do it at her apartment. We wanted everyone to be into it. So we were like, you right. better fucking dress to the nines. Yes. Get excited. Get your big girl costumes on. We made a bunch of what we thought were great drink ideas. And we were just going to get drunk in the apartment because it was exciting. We'd never had apartments before. Like maybe 10 people were invited and it was all our mm-hmm. closest homies. And we were so excited. So we had been talking about it for weeks. The day before we made like all of the drinks for the party, somehow they all ended up being extremely sugary drinks the worst idea you could ever do and we decide we're gonna make um jungle juice but the only mixer we're gonna use was gonna be kool-aid oh yeah oh and then we 
made jello shots. With and in worms. the jello shots, we thought it would be really fun to add gummy worms. And then we made cupcakes for everyone to munch on with their drudgies. Yeah. So we literally mixed alcohol for the mixed drink with the sugariest fucking mixer you could ever make. Kool-Aid is literally made with like two fucking cups of straight sugar. Yeah. So we had that as our main fucking drink to give everyone. And then for fun in between drinks, we made people take jello shots with sugary gummy worms soaked in vodka inside. So we were setting up the stage, you know, for a glorious <laughs> fucking night. So I'm going to give another little fun. This is just oh. such a fun little background. I was dating my yeah. high school boyfriend. Rose. <laughs> the high school on again, off again mm. relationship. That was yeah. what I was in. And it was so stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> looking back, I don't even remember why we were off at this time but we were off and (laughs) (laughs) we like I said me and Tangeray had this planned for like a long time so he all of a sudden texts me and is like now saying he wanted to come visit and he had to come visit that night and I already knew that obviously I was going to be at this party with all of my friends and I was drinking I was really excited about it for a long ass time And we were so toxic on and off that I already knew the drill. This was any on and off relationship. You know the drill when you break up. We weren't actually, like, broken up. We were still talking all the time. We knew we were going to get back together. It was literally just waiting for the other person to give in because you thought you were the most right at the time or whatever. Yeah. So when he texted me and said, "Um, I'm going to come visit, I'm like, so my thought was he's going to come apologize I can have a DD to drive me home afterwards um, and I'll be fucking chilling. We'll be back on on after that. I was like, cool, whatever. So I was like, yeah, you know, you can come, I guess. Like I'm going to be at Tangeray's apartment. So if you want to come, another little background of her apartment was it was like a two story, but the top story was just the apartments underneath was like a parking garage. Yeah. So like all the apartments you had to walk up the stairs and they were all, it was only like a five or six apartment little thing. And <laughs> underneath was the parking garage. So I was like, you can just park underneath her apartment and I'll just meet you down there so the party's like starting people yeah people were already getting their comrade was there black mama was there the people we've already mentioned yeah they were there um he got there and he texted me like I'm downstairs so I go and I hop into his car and I'm like all right this anytime you're on again off again like you have to have this big old long combo for no reason even though you both know you're getting back together and yeah. it usually always went the same way and this was so long ago and this was such a long ago relationship. I don't even remember what we were arguing about. I literally can't think of any of the arguments, but I just remember in my head, I was like, okay, if he's driving all this way, so my he's driving from my hometown. Like I said, we went to high school together. My hometown was two and a half hours from where we went to school. So he's choosing to come drive down two and a half hours yeah. to come quote talk. So I'm like, obviously he knows he's like staying and spending the night. Yeah. So... Sense. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, let's hear what you have to say. Like, we can squash the night if he just wants to, like, own up to his shit instead of being, like, a gaslighting motherfucker. <laughs> and I just want to drink and have fun so we can, like, squash this when we're downstairs because I'm not bringing this awkwardness up to everyone. And then when we're all good and happy, we can go upstairs. <laughs> and shocker, shocker, it didn't go that way. <laughs> I don't remember. Basically, like, I just wanted to come here to give you something. And I was like, okay, like – I don't even know if you would remember this. No, I forgot. So he's like, I just want to give you something. And he pulls out these crumpled, folded up papers. And my favorite comedian at the time that I was obsessed with was Chelsea Handler. And she was on, oh no, she had a TV show at the time. And he got us tickets to go to the, like be in the audience of the show. Yeah. And he hands these to me and I'm like, okay, these are two tickets, but we're not back on yet. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, I just came here to say that, like, I'm not gonna, like, be the one, apo- like, I'm not gonna apologize. Like, I'm not here to, like, get back together. But I just want you to know I bought these um, earlier to give to you to surprise you with. So I just want to make sure you got them and I brought them here for you. He's literally the fucking worst. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but this is, like, the biggest red flag of, like, manipulative as fuck. He was m- emotionally abusive. Call it what it is. So this is the typical manipulative 
shit boyfriend or shit any partner mm-hmm. um he was basically trying to show like i am so such a good boyfriend this is what i bought for you Ugh. and now that we're not together i'm still gonna give them to you and I, and he even said like i got you two tickets so you know you can take whoever you want take tangeray like take whatever so i'm like sitting there in the passenger seat <laughs> dressed up for the night already because i assume we're coming back up to the party to be drinking i'm not trying to like be wait, putting my night on pause for him so yeah. I already was all dressed up in my devil costume <laughs> with my little tutu on the bottom and my makeup all bomb and I'm sitting there in the car blinking with my lashes and I'm just like with your lashes did this motherfucker drive all this way to give me like a barcode on a print off piece of paper from his printer that he could have emailed to me that you actually don't even need the physical piece of paper for literally just to make a point. And I'm like, this motherfucker knew that he was going to be staying in town. No one drives two and a half hours to give a piece of paper while someone is at a party and be like, okay. And then bye. (laughs) Like, no. So I'm like sitting, just staring. And I'm like, He's trying to get me to apologize to him right now. Oh, my God. And it's, like, all clicking in my head. And I'm just like, you're crazy. (laughs) So (laughs) shit goes down, basically, after that. I don't remember the exact details. But so we start, you know, fighting. And so we're in the car. It's ridiculous. I'm bawling. My makeup's all fucked up now. There goes $25. I'm in the car. (laughs) Right, And... So, like I said, Comrade is at this party, and one thing to know about Comrade is he gets really into Halloween and really into his costumes. <laughs> I forgot. So, poor, sweet, summer child Comrade just thinks, you know, we're a young, in-love couple, because oh. I was too embarrassed to tell my friends outside of Tangra. Tangra was the only one that knew how bad my relationship really was. Um, like I said in the last episode, I'm not a super open person. Um, so I didn't tell anyone anything. So poor comrade came down to the little parking garage area thinking he was going to scare us in his costume, not knowing the shit show he was walking into. And so what he does, he was the scarecrow from, um, this was right after the dark Knight came out. Yeah. He was the scarecrow from dark Knight. I think he had a name, but I don't know what it was. I think it's just the Scarecrow. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'll double check with Fiance. (laughs) But that should just be his drunk name, Fiance. I like that. Me too. So, anywho. So, poor sweet comrade is in the background trying. He, like, I'm not joking that he gets so into it that he tries, like, embody the character. So, he's trying to be creepy, like. (laughs) Every fucking year. Yeah. So Comrade is trying to be creepy standing behind the cars, thinking that we are aware of our surroundings, which to batshit hormonal fighting, we were teenagers, we were 19, fighting in a car, totally unaware of our surroundings. Yeah. And I start, as we're fighting, I'm like, you know, not making eye contact. So I'm like looking in the rear view mirror, the side view mirror, and I see fucking Comrade (laughs) popping out from behind cars. And I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? Oh my god. And every time I look, he like is getting closer. Like he's trying to be that creepy still in the background of like the image keeps moving closer. Oh my god. And I'm like bawling. My face is ugly as hell and inflamed. And he got closer and closer. And I don't know how much he saw or what happened, but all of a sudden he just never appeared again. And I'm like figured it out oh my god yeah i'm like poor sweet innocent comrade saw way too much of fighting and realized what he was walking in on and dipped oh my god i did not i don't remember this at all (laughs) yes no i was mortified and me and comrade have never talked about it what to this day to this day well because i stayed Because I stayed with that asshole after that. So I was embarrassed. Yeah. So I was embarrassed. I never brought it back up to Comrade. He was nice enough to just never bring it up to me. We collectively acted like we never saw each other and moved on with our lives. So anyway, so we end our fight. I'm not going to give in. So I'm like, all right, fine. You came down here just to hand me this piece of paper. Bye. 
have fun driving two and a half hours home oh at fucking 10 at night. Goodbye. <laughs> so I let him leave <laughs> and drive Bye. home. And I walk my ass upstairs. I already know my face looks like I just got in a car accident. Oh and I'm probably still crying, if I remember correctly. And I just remember Tangeray's apartment was so tiny. I'm you so open small. the door and it opens. It was like a square. Like you open the door. <laughs> so when you walked in her door, it was like the living room, super tiny rectangular, cut off with a little partition. To the side was Tangeray's little living area. To the left was their living room area. Behind the living room area was the kitchen that, like, it opened into the kitchen with, like, a little bar. Next to the kitchen was, like, yeah, like, a legit two-foot little walkway hallway. And then the bedroom and then the only bathroom in the apartment was in the master bedroom. So I'm thinking, I'm about to, and I can hear them all loud and drunk already. Yeah. Because I was in the car for, like, an hour probably. It didn't feel like it, but I remember it had, like, been a while. So I remember thinking, I'm about to walk into this fucking apartment, face a mess. Everyone knows I've been gone a while. Everyone knows that my, at this time, they were thinking he was my boyfriend. Everyone knows that my boyfriend was driving down here to come see me, and I'm walking in alone looking like this. Yeah. So my game plan was to open that door and book it to the bathroom, (laughs) meaning I had to do a straight dash through the entire apartment to get there. Which was the entire space of the party, by the way. Yes, through everyone drinking and having a grand old time. So I open that door and I haul ass head down and say not a word to anyone and shut the door to the bathroom and just like sit on the floor like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> like, everyone just saw me. I don't have a car here. Don't worry. How do I recover from this? But we were all pretty good friends. But just in the moment, I was like, I don't know how to move on from this feeling. Like, this sucks. <laughs> so, Tangray, being the best fucking friend in the universe, Hello. I just hear a little knock on the door and she's like, A Town? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, do you want company? And I'm like, only you. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, I'm the only one in here. So I crack the door and she comes in and sits with me on the floor. And I like take off my whole Halloween costume because think about it. I'm sitting there in a tutu. I'm like, I'm sitting here dressed up, face full of makeup, while bawling, sitting in a damn tutu, looking like Boo Boo the goddamn clown, letting (laughs) her on again, yes, letting her on again, off again boyfriend upset her enough to sit on the floor of a 19-year-old's bathroom. So I was just, like, so upset. And so you came and sat with me on the floor. I took off my outfit, and I was like, well, I'm not wearing this. (laughs) Like, like, I was just like, how can I wear this? I'm not in the mood to wear a tutu. So Tangeray was like, I got you. And she leaves the bathroom. And I should know her costume for the evening was um, drunk, drunk girl that gets killed in the first five minutes of of the movie. Yeah. So basically, her costume was pajamas, like boxer shorts in a tank, and then a bunch of fake blood. Yeah, that was it. That was the whole costume. (laughs) Really, I I thought that was pretty ingenious. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, "I'll be right back," and she disappears in the bathroom, and I'm just sitting there on the floor, like, "Oh my god, what if someone has to pee? Like, this is the only bathroom." And I was, like, not drunk at this point because I was, like, trying to keep my composure because I thought we were, like, having a talk. So yeah. I'm just sitting on the floor sober and upset that I could have been drunk right now. So Tangeray comes back into the bathroom, and she has another pair of boxer shorts and a little tank top <laughs> and the fake blood and, like, all of the makeup. Like, she brought, like, her makeup bag, but with, like, the Halloween makeup in it, too. And she also brought me shots. <laughs> so we sit on the bathroom floor and drink shots and she redoes my face makeup. I change into the, you know, pajama ensemble. Mm-hmm. So I am now one of the drunk girls that gets killed first in the movie. And then Tangeray has the ingenious idea. Oh, we're not just going to give you any, any blood makeup, are we? Are we, honey? No. <laughs> honey. We are going to give you a big blotchy circle hole in your chest because your heart was ripped out and that's your backstory. And I'm like, all right, 
All right. No, and I'm, you're like hyping me up. You're like, yeah, this is what happened. I definitely. And I'm like, heard. okay. And then she's like, yeah. And she's like trying to give me motivation to get back to the party. She's trying to hype me up like a fucking amazing friend. And she's like, you got your heart ripped out. So now you're here for revenge. And then like gave me teardrops of blood. Oh, and I was like, this is your off. persona. We ha- like drank a bunch more shots. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you good? And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking good. And so we leave the bathroom like, like what's up, bitches? I was just crying on the bathroom floor. Like, here we are. Everything's normal. Yeah. So I was like on a war path to just be fucked up oh, all night. God. And everyone was kind of on the same page. I don't know if it was just because... I don't think it was just because of this, but I don't know if a factor of it was because I was upset or if everyone was just really excited because it was like a Halloween in college. So everyone was just really trying to be drunk. So everyone guzzled our super sugary <laughs> accoutrements. So oh my yeah. God. Everyone guzzled everything that we had made. We did like all of this jello shots and like we had, we made like, to be clear, like we made like a, um, like, you know, those, those like, containers of Gatorade that get dumped onto coaches like mm-hmm. after a game. That was like the side yep. jungle juice we made and we yep. drank that bitch. And like we said, there was like less than 10 people there. Ooh, it was not many. And we got yeah. hammered. So the night starts turning fun. We take a bunch of group pictures. Everyone had like eclectic costumes, so it was really funny. Yeah. And everyone did really get into it. So we're taking our jello shots, we're drinking our Kool-Aid mixer drink, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Tangere is just gone. And I'm like, where did she go? And no one else seems to notice that she's gone. So I'm like, she must have sneaky sneaked off. So I look behind her little curtain, and I see her like face down on her bed, and I'm like, uh-uh, not today. We don't let friends who have been drinking and are severely fucked up go to bed on their stomachs so i'm thinking i'm just gonna try to turn her on our side this bitch was not sleeping oh my god she had positioned her face to fit into the space between her bed and the wall because what she thought she was doing was super sneakily throwing up where no one would ever find it i forgot so you know what I did? <laughs> I snatched her ass out of bed so fast. I think by the hair. You did. You and pulled, I like, that's the whole thing in my head was like my, t- my scalp was tender for like a week. Because she scared me. I number one thought she was throwing up into her face, which is a no, no. You don't, if you don't know anything about drinking, which I don't, I mean, I guess you could be on this podcast if you don't know anything about drinking. (laughs) But if you don't know anything about drinking, you don't let your friend lay in their vomit because they can choke and suffocate and die. So my drunk brain is like, get her out of this. So I grab you and just like throw you on the floor because you were like limp noodle at this point. But but you were still enough to like bitch at me like, stop. (laughs) It's like our first like opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I will fall on my door. (laughs) so then you go on the floor and by this point because we said her room in quotes i'm making quotes her room (laughs) is only partitioned off by a curtain so at this point everyone else in the party hears the commotion (laughs) so they're all the curtains open it's all one big room everyone sees what is going on and tang ray is just face down now in the middle of the floor and i'm looking down the side and just seeing that it's full of vomit down to the floor like how the hell is this going to get cleaned but, you know, that's Tangray's problem for the next day. So let's just focus on her. I, I look back, thing. and she's still face down in the carpet. And I'm like, Tangray, like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I look at her, and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> and then she starts throwing up again, face down in the carpet. I'm like, stop throwing up and laying on it. So at this point... I'm over that she's throwing up in her hair. I'm over that she keeps falling onto her throw up. And I can't see if she's choking on it because her hair's on her face. So I just find a hair tie in her room, grab her again by the scalp. And I literally pull her head out of the puddle of vomit by her hair, simultaneously wrapping it into a big old bun. And I throw her onto her side. And I'm like, stay on your side. Like you're throwing up everywhere. (laughs) 
so I'm pretty sure we all took turns just like making sure you were on your side until like the party was over and then by that point you were like sobered up enough to be like okay I'm good I won't do it again guys I promise and I'm pretty sure we just like put you on your couch after cleaning like your face and being like all right so this is where the story has a little funny after effect Mm-hmm. What we have not mentioned is that Tangray had work the next morning. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure at like 8 a.m., like yeah, very early. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. That's how, that's when I worked. 9 a.m. She had yeah. a retail college job. It wasn't like you know a big professional job where everyone there was like you need to super be discreet about your drinking. No, so it was like a really like laid back place. Like my boss got arrested in front of me. Like it was a pretty like <laughs> it was a pretty shit show of a place to work. To be completely frank. So the next day, when Tangeray has to go to work, she was so drunk that she forgot that this had happened the night before. Oh, totally. <laughs> she never fixed her hair from when I drunkenly put it in a bun while I was simultaneously carrying her head in my hand. So her boss sends her to the bathroom and is like, girl, fix your bun. So Tangeray goes to the bathroom, takes out her bun, and does not realize that there is something caked in her hair. She has no idea what it could be. Oh, it's so bad. It was dried vomit all up in her hair. Worst moment of my life. And that's the story of that Halloween. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was, like, literally, like, one of my most embarrassing (laughs) drunken moments was, like, I'm out, I'll take falling in the street over waking up at work four hours after being at work and finding vomit dried into my hair, like... That was the worst of them all. Yep. Those pictures from that night are still some of my favorite pictures we've ever taken. Same. I, like, repost them on, like, birthdays and stuff. Yeah. So that was our episode on Halloween. I'm just here for the booze. I'm just here for the booze, yeah. Um, And our drunken manifesto for today is bitches don't let bitches hang. We take care of our bitches even if they ain't our bitches. Even lost girls drunk in the woods, we take care of them. And drunk best friends throwing up all over the place, we take care of our own. Anytime you want to plug our IG a little more? Yes. So don't forget, we're on Instagram at Drunken Manifestos. That's the name. No underscores. No podcast. Just Drunken Manifestos. Come find us. Purple picture icon we'll post like little teaser clips for the next episode the drinking game for the episodes that are getting posted this week we like to post memes about drinking because what else are we posting about yeah or and so it's a fun time so come follow us come get to know us we want to see you and your beautiful face mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you next time and don't forget that you can still be drunk and still hold a badass life don't you forget babies we love you okay bye, bye. Little by little, piece by piece, I take back what's been stolen from me. Little by little, piece by piece, until I'm complete.